Looking to better balance your life and weight? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Shred Life Podcast, providing you the guidance and tools to become a new version of yourself with your hosts, Dave and Laura Moreno. Hello, Shredders. Hey, everybody. We are on episode seven. Here it is. Actions and results today. Love it. I want to share something first, though. I'm so excited. You and I, Laura, we we never keep a secret. Not from each other and not in like the bad way, like we surprises, are, like yeah. Christmas gifts, yeah. everything. We find out. It'd be like Christmas Eve. Yeah. I'll just be laying in bed and say, <laughs> all right, you go ahead and tell me what you got me and yeah. then I'll tell you what you yeah. got. Even though it's like Christmas sitting Eve, downstairs. It's like November 28th we do that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so we're not very good. We're getting better, though. But we have, so far, knock on wood... We have held off this surprise for the kids. We planned a uh, trip to Disney in Florida. We're doing 10 days down in Florida, um, and we leave this Wednesday. And the uh, kids know that um, my in-laws or Laura's parents are down in Florida, and their cousins are down in Florida, and we decided not to go this year. We go every year, usually around this time, and we decided not to go. Um, but then we re-decided last minute that we should go because <laughs> it would be amazing. Um, so we told the kids we're traveling, but we told them we're going up to the cottage, which is further north than here. I believe here. our three-year-old's words were, womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to a cottage that is further north, seven hours further north than here, which just means it's colder. Yep. It means that there's more snow. Yep. And so our kids think they're getting gypped because they're not going somewhere warm this winter. Um, and we've held off not telling them. They they really and truly believe it. We're actually flying out of the U.S. this time. We found an incredible deal on flights. So instead of driving, we're going to fly, and we're trying to come up with all these excuses of what to tell the kids for why we're doing that. So we've told them we're actually going to fly to the cottage. Um, my youngest and I have done that before, so yeah. they know that that's a thing that's yeah. possible. You're flying to Sudbury. Yeah. And, yeah, and, um, and so we've told them that we feel badly for them that we're not doing anything warm like they probably expected we would. Yeah. And, and of course, we've been around their cousins and everybody talking about going to Florida. And so, you know, it just it makes them feel. Yeah. So we've told them that we're staying in a hotel in Niagara Falls on, on the other side of the border. And it has a water slide. And so they'll get to swim. So that's why night. we packed a bathing suit. So that's suit why we packed bathing suits. Yeah. And they'll get to do that the night before we... Go yeah. to the cottage. So anyway, it's just I'm I'm just so proud of us. Like, and it's a huge parenting win yeah. because it's kind of like when your kids know that Christmas is coming, and I mean, teachers will vouch for this. They go crazy. Yeah. Kids, kids are just insane. And they build when it up so much so in their excited. head that disappointment comes yeah. when it actually comes because it's all yeah. over so quick. Exactly. So at this point, they're going to relive the, the excitement's going to start when they get on the plane. Yeah. And it's just going to be like 10 days. Like we're going to see a rocket launch at NASA. So they're launching an Atlas V rocket, which I've always wanted to do. And yeah. our youngest, our oldest daughter is like so much into space like me as well. Um, so we're going to see a rocket launch. I've never seen one in my life. That's going to be so cool. And we're doing, you know, four or five days at Disney and we're hanging out at the resort. And we're seeing their cousins and your parents. And it'll be it so just, much fun. Yeah. So we're super excited. So that's a big win for us. Yes. Yeah, um, and it's fitting today where we talk about actions and results because we had to have the right thoughts to get yes. the right feelings to take the actions to lie to our kids yes. to get the result of excitement. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a model that you wanted to use. This is our intentional model. <laughs> yeah. Sure, let's go with that. Um, so actions and results. Laura, let's let's chat. Well, we learned last week that everything we do 
or want in life is because we want a certain feeling. Everything we want, we want because of how we believe it will make us feel when we get it. And that's really good to know because our thoughts create our feelings. So when we talk about action, which is the next step in our models, we've done circumstances and thoughts and Mm -hmm. feelings. Next is actions, and then we have results. So what is action? Actions refer to uh, behavior, reaction, or inaction, and they're directly related to our feelings. So remember, our model starts with a circumstance, which triggers a thought. Our thoughts create a feeling. Our feeling then causes an action or inaction, that's key to remember, which then creates our result, which we'll also be talking about today. So there are so many different actions we can take. It's just important to remember the model and that whatever action we take is because of a feeling we have. So some examples of that would be um, eating when we're not hungry because we're feeling lonely or avoiding interaction with the boss because we're feeling anger or withdrawing from relationships because we're feeling sad. Right. So... The key, and, I, and Laura said it a few times there, but the key is really to understand that inaction is as responsible for the results in your life as action is. So when we're doing models sometimes, and when I'm coaching people, I know you get this too, you're going through a model and you get to the point where you're like, okay, you have your thought, you have your feeling. Now, what action do you take? And a lot of people are like, when I feel lonely, I, I take no action. Well, that's just it. Like right. if you're feeling sad or you're feeling left out or, yeah. you know, somebody's hurt your feelings, maybe you don't want to go out today and, and we, see all your friends at dinner, you know? Right, because we home. think when we hear the word action, we think of actually going and doing something. Right. You actually have to take an action. But when we talk about action in the model, it's what does that feeling cause you to do? What behavior does it invoke mm-hmm. in you? What is your reaction to that feeling? And sometimes it's that you shut down, you close the blinds, you stay indoors, you turn off the lights, and you don't talk to someone for 24 hours. And or I you don't return a text message, or you don't, mm-hmm. re- you don't send an email back. Or sometimes you do send the email back, and that's your action. And that was a big mistake, because you said things you probably didn't want to say at that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so action is one of those things that you have to be really careful of, because in my coaching, at least, and I, I don't know if you feel the same, Action is where models get skewed the most. So we can always come up with the thought and the feeling. That's kind of the easier part of the model I find. The action is where people sometimes take, it's like a fork in the road. You can either get to a right model that proves your thought when you get to your result, or the action that they list can actually throw their model completely off because they're listing the action they actually want to take because they're starting to already think about the result they want in life. They're not listing the action they actually take. Well, and I think a lot of people think that um, there's, they're reacting from, like, if their thought, you know, if they've confused their thought and circumstance to be where they believe something is someone else's fault, mm-hmm. and their their whole model that they've created is based on blaming that person, I think the action is where, you're right, things get pretty skewed, yep. because their feeling and their thought is that it's blaming someone else, but their action is still a choice that they're making. I mean, all of uh-huh. it's a choice that all they're making, yeah. but you know, the two, the, the thought and the feeling, you can kind of do silently, but the action really shows yeah. to everyone 
yeah. what you're doing with it and all. That's, so. that's the fork of the road. That's where you're either going right. to get a result you want in life or one you don't. And it's all based on a sentence in your mind that caused a vibration or a feeling, and then you hit that fork in the road. What mm-hmm. is the action I'm taking? And if that feeling wasn't right, the action you're going to take is going to take you down a path you don't want to be. If the feeling is right because the thought was proper and it serves you, then the action you're going to take is going to deliver you to a result you want in life. So I think that brings us to a good question, which is why does action matter? So why are actions important? Why do they matter? Actions, Actions that you take repeatedly will deliver every result you have in life. So just because you say, well, you know, I... I just shut the blinds and I don't really go out tonight. So, okay, if you do that tonight, what you're doing is creating a routine for yourself. When that feeling comes, this is the action I take. So next time that feeling appears, you're going to take the same action. And you're going to repeatedly keep doing that, keep taking the same behaviors because you're creating a routine out of it. And by doing that repeatedly, you're going to keep getting the same result in your life. So the action is the most important side of things. I would say anytime you have a model where inaction is in, is in your action field, you really want to think about that model because I can't think of too many models that serve someone when inaction is the action. Mm-hmm. Most models that serve people are when you're actually a feeling actually drives you to take a physical action, right? Like when you want to lose weight, if you have the right feeling, you're going to go out for that run or that jog or that walk. When you want to lose weight and you have the wrong thought, which creates the wrong feeling, your inaction is to not go work out mm-hmm. or not eat right. Unless you're a very, um, on the drama side of well, math versus drama, and then it's you're upset with somebody, so you decide to go and So step one, fix yeah. what side you're on, yeah. and then start doing your models. I was going to say, and as you become more aware of all of this, you're understanding what are the right steps yeah. to take and what are the steps that are not going to serve you. Here's so. what I want you to remember. Dramatic models are just movie scripts. Mm-hmm. Math models are life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you want a dramatic model, go write a movie. Right, Because you're going to have a a thought that's going to create a feeling that's going to bring an action that's going to bring a result that people will pay millions of dollars in a box office to go see. This is how people make money. Math models are based on how you should be living your life. Well, and I think that brings us to the next question, which is how do we misuse action? Hmm. And we've, we've touched on that for sure. A lot of us think we can hide our true feelings when we need to... um, when we need to, and to choose how we act despite them. So sometimes we do, but in the end, our most effective action comes from positive feelings. So when our actions are inauthentic, we come across differently to others. Absolutely. And and it's obvious. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's the same. If you, they talk about it in sales. You know, whenever I went through sales training, it was all the same. If you believe in a product and you sell it and you believe in its value, you're going to sell it. People are going to see it's genuine. When you don't believe in a product you're selling, everyone's going to see it right away. Like they're just going to know you wouldn't buy it, so why would I? And it's the same with anything you're doing with your actions, the genuine actions, the ones you truly believe in, not the ones that you're forcing yourself to do, are the ones that are going to deliver the best results in your life. So then our next question is, how can we use action in our model better? Better. When we manage our thinking and take action from the feelings we want to have, we can change behaviors for the long term and create amazing results in our lives. Yep, absolutely. 
So when you're looking to create amazing results, you have to backtrack for a minute. What creates amazing results? Amazing actions. Mm -hmm. And repeatedly taking those amazing actions will repeatedly bring you amazing results. Well, and, and you know, feeling the feelings you want to feel. Well, so right. So you if you take that action you and take thinking it all the, way the back. thoughts, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's all a domino effect. And so if you want to lift up that last domino that fell and you didn't like the way that it fell, you need to bring all of those dominoes back up and it takes effort, which is why it's called an intentional model. You have to think about what result you want to have so what action do you need to take to get that result? What feeling do you need to feel to take that action? And what thought do you need to think to feel that way? Because yep. your circumstances stay the same. Remember that. It doesn't change. It's, it's still a fact. You can't unfact it. <laughs> it's a fact. It's there. It stays the yep. same. So let's lift those dominoes back up and try again. Living okay? by default is just letting models happen. Mm-hmm. right? Not putting intent or effort or thought into them. Living intentionally is actually deciding what you want in life and then designing a model with intent. So you remember, you can start anywhere you want in a model. You can start at the result. You can say, I want this. That tells me what you want. Now I just have to say, what action do I repeatedly have to take in order to get that? Mm-hmm. Now, okay, I know what action I need. Now, how do I need to feel in order to repeatedly want to take that action? Okay, now I know how I have to feel. What thought or sentence in my mind do I need to think in order to feel that feeling? Okay, there's my model. It's as easy as asking yourself those questions. Just sometimes we have to do it in a different order. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to start with the result because you know what you want. Yeah. Yeah, like if you want to lose 20 pounds, think about what actions you have to take and behaviors to lose 20 pounds. How do you have to feel to take those actions? What thought do you need about weight loss? to take that feeling, to take that action, to get that result, right? Because sometimes when you say to yourself, um, you know, what I really want is to lose 20 pounds. And I said, well, what do you need to think in order to lose 20 pounds? And you go, I don't know. I don't really know what's motivating. Exactly. Well, then let's, let's start Back with the result it. you want, okay? That's, that's what makes it so nice to be able to flip it and start on the other end is because sometimes you don't know what you need to feel, you know, if... If you feel like you failed so many times before and you're really struggling to make this a positive thing and to make it a fresh start from the the way that you've been feeling in the past, right. it's so nice to be able to start somewhere else. Yet or or you've got a model where it's just turned out horribly because you feel awful and you don't want to feel that way anymore. No. And if I said to you, "Well, how do you want to feel?" and you thought, "I just want to feel at peace." I want to be okay with it. You know, when you realize you can't control the world and you can't control all the people around you, yep. I just want to feel peace. That's great. Now, you may not know what result that's going to bring you right away, but what's a thought we could think? Yeah, that, just start exploring it. Yeah, that everybody's allowed to live their own life. And I'm at peace. I feel at peace about that. You know what I mean? And so you just get to go through the model, on any way you want. You right. just pull out what you can, fill in what you can, and then you just do the rest Ta-da. as you go through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we talk about results a lot. So yeah. let's, let's get into results. Okay. So what is a result? Results are the effects of our actions, in case you didn't pick that up in the first part. <laughs> <laughs> They're the last piece of the model pie 
which show us pie. where you always got to bring us <laughs> back to baked goods. <laughs> which show us where the um, where the model we created for ourselves has gotten us. Right, so it's the ending point. If you're not loving that result, go back and see how you got there. It always starts with a thought. Yeah. So. Why do results matter? And this is going to be key for you. Because not only is this what you have to now live with, this will be your life. The result you have is what you're living with, Mm -hmm. right? But it also actually starts to prove the thought. And if that thought was not one that serves you, that result is going to start creating a neural pathway that says you're right. I want you to think about weight loss for a second. When you first started to lose weight, say, you know, I'll go through me. When I first took an action to lose weight, say in my early teens, Mm -hmm. right? I never thought weight loss was hard. Mm -hmm. I didn't have years of experience where I failed at weight loss. So I just attempted to lose weight and I felt pretty good about it. And I would go out and get active and try this and try that. And I lose a few pounds and I feel good. And then I would change my behaviors and I would go back to my old weights and I would gain the weight back. Now, the second time I went to lose weight, I had a little bit of a different feeling because my thought was a little bit different. I had some history where I had done this before, which is great, but I also gained it all back. Okay. And now you fast forward and you go through three, five, seven, ten times where you've tried to lose weight and you failed. The result of that thought saying, I am not going to, I'm not capable of losing weight. I failed 10 times. I failed 20 times in the past. That result is going to create that neural pathway to that thought so strong. It's going to increase the strength of your thought that sometimes that thought even feels like a circumstance. Mm -hmm. Like some people really believe they're just bad at losing weight. Well, that that the circumstance is weight loss is hard. Weight loss is hard. They don't think that's a sentence in their mind. No. They think that that's something that everyone in the world would agree with. Weight loss for me is hard. Why? Well, I've tried a hundred times. I've, I've, I've lost 20. I've gained 30. I remember one of the first articles they wrote after I lost my weight and they came out with all the articles about my story. Um, one of them was, um, he's a professional loser. And that was a comment that I actually made in the article, but just where I could lose 10 pounds. I could lose 10 pounds professionally. Like if someone said, Dave, I need you to lose 10 pounds by Thursday, I could lose 10 pounds but I could put on 15 like anybody's business. Mm. And so every time I lost 10, I put on 15. And every time I lost 20, I put on 25. And I became a professional loser. I would lose weight and gain it right back, lose weight. And so when you get this result repeatedly, if the result is not one that you want in life and it came from a thought that does not serve you, you are actually going to create this neural pathway between the result and the thought that is going to increase in strength every time you get that result in your life. And showing you that that's so real, so true, so vivid until it becomes a circumstance in your head. Well, and on that note, I'm just thinking, how much are we pumped the you must lose weight, you must lose weight. Here are all these different diets. When was the last time you ever saw a book or a TV show or an article about how to maintain your weight? (laughs) It would never sell. Nothing. Nothing. Because let me tell you something. Nobody out there. Like nobody is ever happy where they're at. They always, because they always push the happiness is five pounds away. Even the whole last, last 10 pounds movement, right? The last 10 pounds is always the hardest. It's because that last 10 pounds will never happen. You'll never get to that weight where everything will come because the weight you're at is actually all you need to be happy. Uh, well, and I was going to say, and do you know why? It's because when they get to that point where they've been, that they've been reaching for and striving for, 
for, in some cases, years, months, days, whatever, they think they're going to feel a certain way once they get to that point. And they don't. And then they don't feel it when they've gotten there. And that's the biggest letdown. And you know what? Either that makes them feel so dissatisfied that they keep trying to lose more, but likely Barely. not, yeah. likely not. And that's where they go, well, that wasn't worth it. You know what? I deserve a chocolate bar because I got here and now I realize it's not that huge party I was looking for. Do you know how many people I've trained in the past that have come to me and said, I was happier when I was fat? Yeah. I don't know why. Like, like I work so hard and my knees hurt so much and my back hurts so much from all this working out. I I was just, I think I was better off being big. Well, and I think that's a huge, that's a huge standing in life right now where it's all about embrace the body you're in. I'd rather be happy than be starving and and whatnot. And I have I have nothing but good things to say about loving the body you're in. Right. But it is so important to make sure that the body you are in is also healthy. That still puts different sizes all across the Absolutely. spectrum. That's not me saying everybody should weigh this much, everybody should be this thin. That's I, not at all what I I'm saying. I know women and men who are not stick thin who run marathons. Yes. Right? Oh, I know plenty of people who weigh double my weight yeah. who could kick my butt in just about anything, um, I was going to say exercise-wise. <laughs> exercise-wise. <laughs> Extracurricular. And you know what I mean? Anything sport-related. It, it doesn't have to do with your number. No. I'm just saying it's so important we are also healthy. And it's also important that we are telling our kids to be healthy and showing them the way. And I'm not saying that we need to be stick thin. I'm just saying we need to show them good choices. Yeah. That's so, so crucial. And that it is still good in this new generation of tech only everything where your kids are even bringing their devices to school now because they're asked to by teachers. That outside is still a great place to to hang out and to play. And, and that's more important than ever, given that yeah. that used to be what happened at school. Yeah. And today at school, that's becoming less and less the... They're not playing board games right. when it's indoor recess. No. And they're not... Rainy know, days aren't fun because they get the to gym. do yeah. extra centers or go to the no, gym or something. They it's get to have pull out iPad. your device. Yeah. Or let's get on the whiteboard. We'll go on Google. We'll go on YouTube and I'll put a video up. Yeah. Or and whatever the case. Well, exactly. And that's, right? you know, everybody thinks these smart boards are so cool. And my daughter is just telling me about how they just put on YouTube videos yeah. at, at lunchtime while yeah. they're eating and then they go out and do research. Or watching a movie so, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I was just, I digress. I was just talking about um, sh- showing our children good good topics. Yeah. So um, how do we misre- misuse results? Well, I think, again, we've touched on that. We tend to, uh, that tends to blend in why do they matter. Yeah. But Because they create so much strength to your thought. If well, you keep misusing them like that. And many times we think our results are circumstances that have been handed to us without our control. But the truth is we're entirely responsible for our results because they come from our actions and are a result of our feelings, which come from our thoughts. Right. So Everything you have in life, you are responsible for. And it's time you just stand up and take ownership of that. If you are in a relationship, that's a circumstance if you're in a bad relationship, then I'm sorry to tell you, it's your fault that you're still in that bad relationship. You need to look at what things you can do to change that, right? Your thoughts about yeah. that. If you are... I feel like people aren't... There are people who are still trying to process this 
and are maybe even going to take offense to it's your fault. Sure. But remember, it's it's your choice because you only have control over your life. And they always say that in in bad relationships and bad the hardest thing to do is leave. But at the end of the day, when you realize you are the only one who can take control of yourself right. and can change, not change your circumstance, but change your thoughts and everything to move away from that circumstance, right. you are in control. And so you can look at it as it's your fault, or we can say it to you gently. It's, it's a choice and you have the options but right. at the end of the day, it's all about you and you're in control. Okay. So you look at the other side of things, you look at weight loss. Yeah. If you are heavy, mm-hmm. then I'm sorry to tell you, mm-hmm. it is your fault. Mm-hmm. You, you may have, you may think, well, no, my job just makes me go out to dinner so much with clients and I travel so much or, you know, I just, I grew up, you know, around heavy people and it's my parents or whatever the case. The bottom line is you have made the choices to eat the food you've eaten You've made the choices to not be active when you could have been. And you, at the end of the day, have this result. That reminds me of when we, last night, the show you were watching, what was that? Revenge Revenge Body. Revenge Body. Great show, by the way. And she said, the girl who wanted to lose the weight said, and my parents suffer from obesity. Yeah. I just thought that that wasn't, you know, it's it's almost like it's an uncontrolled... It was a circumstance. Yeah. She was putting it so, out there as a circumstance, and her parents were victims of so it. So having a family history of obesity is one thing, mm-hmm. okay? I understand that there are some genetics involved in that. I, I live with that as well, mm-hmm. right? My dad was close to 400 pounds all of my life until at the age of 62, he lost the weight, right? And changed his life completely because of it. But I grew up in a house where that food was important. Yeah. Because it was important to him. And so I learned those things. I understand that genetics is part of that as well. And I understand that once you're raised in an environment like that, it's very hard to change. But it is still, at the end of the day, my choice. Because when I hit a certain age, Mm -hmm. I could have said, no more fast food, no more pizzas all the time, no more eating seven meals a day, no more pop and soda at every meal. I could have made the choice because I learned that that wasn't healthy. Mm -hmm. But instead I said, well, no, that's unhealthy, but it's comfortable. It's what I've always known. And I could blame anything else in the world. I've said to people, I'm just big boned. Mm -hmm. I've said to people when I played football, it was, oh, I'm a football player. I'm supposed to be this big. Yeah, they want me big. They want me big. They tell you to eat. We go out for team dinners. It's always the buffets. We don't ever go to a salad place (laughs) for a team dinner. (laughs) Right? And so, (laughs) so these are all things that I told myself to make it feel like, I was a victim of obesity. Mm-hmm. I wasn't choosing obesity. Well, and you were at home watching your dad live a certain lifestyle. And so this also goes back to what I was saying about our kids and showing them what to do. It's one thing to speak the words, but what, what's the saying you have? Kids, kids will never... Oh, kids never listen to a word you say. I think we can all agree on that. Kids listen to what you do. Yes. And so... If they're watching you eat all the terrible things at home and never go outside for a walk, always choose to drive, um, you know, you always choose to sit down and be yeah. on tech, all these things, that's, that speaks louder to them than your words I'll do. tell you two things recent that proved this to me and hit me hard. Last night I came down, it was like 10, 10, 15 at night, and I was craving a snack. 
right? And that sometimes happens if I'm up late and I'm working and I'm doing things like that. I get uncomfortable. And when you, yeah. see, when you get uncomfortable, I seek comfort, which is food. So yeah. I was working on something that was uncomfortable. And so I wanted food. And so I start looking in the cupboard and I hear Bella come down. And Bella comes in the kitchen and she looks at me and I said, what are you doing? She says, uh, I don't know. And I said, oh, and she's seen me with a snack, right? And she said to me, do you always come down and snack at night? And I thought, huh, this is a moment when, one, you have to be honest with her, but two, I could create a pattern for her that has been created for me for so many years that when I'm uncomfortable at night or I can't sleep, which is often, I look for a snack, right? Which is not what we do in the shred life, right? Mm-hmm. We don't snack. Yeah. And so, but I'm human and there are times that that comes up. And so that really hit me showing her, she's picking up a habit from me from seeing something I do. I didn't say a word to her about it. Mm -hmm. She just asked if this is what I do regularly because maybe, because in her mind, she's looking for an excuse on why she's hungry at night all the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because my dad does this. Maybe it's because I'm supposed to. Oh, absolutely. I I did not know that there was another way in life to not have a bowl of Cheerios or Raisin Bran before I went to bed. It's like my dad's life. Like, (laughs) you know, and you could, you can eat a meal. But if you're still hungry, that's okay. There's always Cheerios raisin and Raisin Bran. <laughs> and right. I had no idea that because I had a great metabolism growing yeah. up. And then, of course, once you have kids, say goodbye to that. Right. And uh, I didn't realize how much of a, a pull that has on yep. weight gain. And so that's a negative one. But I'll show you a positive one. You know, owning a gym and going to the gym often, even mm-hmm. just for work, like to go teach classes and that, our kids all have this active mindset. They, they want to go to a gym. Our son wants to work at the gym one day, right? They want to go and hit the boxing bags. They want to go and do push-ups. They want to show me their jumping jacks all the time. They want me to yell at them and force them to do activity <laughs> in the backyard. Like, it's just, we've created this pathway for them. And I think that is so, I'm so proud of that. If anything that I've done, the years of struggle of trying to build a business, be an entrepreneur and, and keep that gym running to the point where now we're successful and we're doing good with it, um, has all been worth it just for the fact that our kids have been raised where they see that you do have to work hard. Things don't always go right, but physical activity is important and other people see that and you can motivate, and you can change lives. They see that. And so it is important. And I think that's a whole other podcast for say, us. And it's but, hard. It's hard with parenting because I feel like I can never get all those balls in the air at the same time. Right. I can never juggle them properly. It's either we're doing great with exercise, but not so great with food. But they or, see that. <clears throat> or maybe they're, you know, finally trying a vegetable because we have an anti-vegetable family. Yeah. And it it all, it's all a juggling act. It's okay if you don't get it right. Never put that kind of pressure on yourself. Yeah. But if you can get you in check and you can show them what you're doing in a good way, then that's a an amazing first start. Yeah. And that's a best thing you could you could start with so uh i just want to summarize our actions or results because we got off on a bit of a tangent there Um, how can we use results better yes since we know we are ultimately in control of the thoughts we think which trickle down the model to to the results we get right if you can examine your mind you can gain the skill and practice of choosing thoughts that empower you to create the results you truly want in your life. Yep. So it's taking hold of this model and understanding that whatever the circumstance is, you have control and you get to choose that result. You get to choose the thoughts. You get to choose the feelings, the action, 
All of it. But ex- you are in control. But exactly what you said, examining your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Guys, I, I get this question a lot. I mean, I was in I was in the hardware store the other day, and the cashier asked me, <laughs> are, you, are you Dave Moreno? And I'm like, yeah. Like, you have my credit card. You know who I Nobody am. Nobody ever asks me if I'm Laura Moreno. No, I don't know. <laughs> this but is they, just a Dave thing. But they just came, like, in the middle of a hardware store, the cashier comes up to me. It was actually the head cashier. My cashier was working with me, and she just walked over and asked if it was me. I said, yeah. And she said, oh, okay. And she kind of just started to walk away. And I'm like, well, this is awkward. Like, <laughs> and so, but You're she said, wanted. she There's said, a no, I, I follow, outfit. I follow the shred life. Right. And, and, uh, and so we started talking about the shred life and, and you get the question a lot of what is the shred life all about? What is it? At the end of the day, exactly what Laura just said, it's about examining your thoughts because yes, we help people lose weight. And we help people lose a ton of weight. Okay. Yes. We help people, um, you know, get better at their career, find better relationships, get into healthier, loving relationships. We help people, you know, change their finances, all that kind of stuff. The, the bottom line is it's shredding the issues you have in life by examining your thoughts and then everything else starts to align. Because once we can figure out where we need to really examine what areas of your life, we start to clean those up. We start to feel better about those things. Weight loss happens. Relationships get better. Finances get better. All the things that you sacrifice because of your poor thoughts just improve. So if you want the real basis of what we do in the Shred Life and what Shred Mastermind is all about, because that area is growing for us, Masterminds where we really apply and do the work um, here. It's our little group community that we and, can get together. And you get coaching on it. And you get coaching. And I, we check in with you guys yeah. every day. Yeah, that's personal coaching with Laura and I, right? <clears> we, <throat> we check in with you guys every day and we do our calls and things like that. But it's really just helping people examine different areas of their life and examining the thoughts of those areas. So every month we have a new topic, which is interesting. Um, But we dive into examining those thoughts. So I just want people to know examining your thoughts is one of the hardest things you can do, but it is one of the quickest ways to turn around your entire life. Mm -hmm. Because how quickly can you change a thought? In an instant. In an instant you can change a thought. That doesn't mean that it's easy, but it's simple. Mm -hmm. You just got to do the work. And I also just wanted to point out that you don't have to be on the search for weight loss either. This is for um, moms. This is for dads. This is for CEOs. This is for people with heavy loads on their shoulders and people who um, are constantly putting others first and are forgetting about themselves and are stressed out, which is um, I don't know if we've talked about this, but that's what a huge part that that is what our retreat that's coming up is about. It's about building self-confidence. It's about understanding self-worth. It's about creating a plan for you and putting yourself first because you cannot show up for others as the awesome you if you're not showing up for yourself as the awesome you. And And it's about identity. Yeah, if you're not even understanding you're awesome. Yeah, like who are you? How many of you can answer that question? Who am I? Right, in a sentence, in a powerful sentence that actually gives you a feeling that you can take on anything in the world. I think so many of us lose our identity along the way. So yeah, I mean, I would check out shredlife.com. I would go to um, any of our free content on there. We have our blog. We have all our information, our Facebook and our Instagram links are there. But we have information about our upcoming retreat, which is coming up in, later in March. Um, it's very limited. I think there are only about four spots left in the retreat. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested, just go on and read about it. Send us an email if you want more info. And if you're interested in Mastermind, it's info at theshredlife.com. Send us an email and we can set up a free consultation call with you where we can just chat about these things. Yeah. But if this stuff is working and, and you're consuming our podcast, that's what we put it out there for. And for some people, this is enough. Yeah. And that's why we continue to do it. So 
that is it for actions and results. That wraps up our four-part model uh, podcast series. Um, And so next week, we'll be on to a whole new topic, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, So we look forward to that. We hope you guys have a fantastic week. I know we will. I know we will. It'll (laughs) be a little bit warmer for us. And we will um, update you guys on following calls about the surprise and how all that went. Yeah. And if we kept our mouth shut until we got to the (laughs) airport. (laughs) We will see. All right, guys. Have a great week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Shred Life Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Laura Moreno. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit theshredlife.com on Instagram at the underscore shred underscore life underscore and facebook.com slash shredmastermindlife. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe and we'll catch you next time on the Shred Life Podcast.